Welcome to the family with Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brandt-Bernard. Dave is uh, is out today. He might be out next week, too. I don't know. He's got a bunch of stuff going on. But in any case. Mover and a shaker. Mover and a shaker. Exactly. We'll be right back. Alan R. Warren, our special guest, coming up right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like suburban manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business belt? We certainly hope so, Tommy. And that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. He didn't take this whole thing. Yeah, that's wrong with it. He didn't want this part on. Oh. I don't know if I can isolate it. Damn it. That's why I had it isolated. Anyway, moving forward. Uh, we are back. Let me know when uh, when you're ready to go. Uh, he is on. Oh, he's ready to end. Alan R. Warren, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, the book, you can pick it up on Amazon, of course. Doomsday Cults, The Devil's Hostages. I'm in radio. I'm one of Devil's Hostages. Been been one for 51 years, Alan. You want to be in radio? You feel like the Devil's Hostage. I'm here to tell you. What do you think? Uh, Al, you have yourself muted. I can't unmute you because apparently you uh, muted yourself. Anyway, I'll read about the book. You should be able to hear us. Yeah, Alan, unmute yourself. That'd be good. Jim Jones convinced his 1,000 followers they would all have to commit suicide since he was going to die. Mm-hmm. Shoko Ashahara, 
convinced his followers to release a weapon of mass destruction, the deadly siren gas on a Tokyo subway. The order of the Solar Temple uh, lured the rich and famous, including Princess Grace of Monaco, and convinced them to die a fiery death now on Earth to be reborn on a better planet. And that better planet was called Sirius. So was was the angel of death on Sirius, was that Howard Stern or who was that? Ah, What do you think of that action? All right, Al, I think we can hear you now. Alan, yeah. how are you? There you are. Yes, there, there you, you are. are. Alan R. Warren. So it's kind of interesting. I'm really glad you're on today, Alan, because lately we've been talking quite a bit about, um, well, I have. I don't know if everybody else has. But in any case, you know, we went through a situation where there is no God. It started back in the 60s when I was a teenager. There is no God, and we lost God, and we lost religion. And so a lot of people move to things like the paranormal because they want to believe that they at least have a chance of moving on to something else after this. Is that what this is all about, Alan? Is this about maybe living longer than your earthly years? Is that why people join cults? I think so. I think they yeah, feel left yep. out for, for some reason. Um, they, they, they don't feel part of a religion, especially the major religions. And so this is their alternative. So, I mean, that's what this... Don't you think that's what all of this stuff is about? As I said, the... The um, and I have nothing against it. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if there's a god or not. I don't know, you know, any of that. Those things. I, I would hope so. I'm sitting next to my wife, and our son and daughter are sitting in the, uh, the main studio. And I, I don't want to think that you know, 25, 30 years from now, I'll never see them again. I don't want to think about that. So, I could see how people could get lured into, in a very positive way, a religion, or I guess maybe the good part of paranormal, but. Why do they want to go with a doomsday cult, the devil's hostages? I mean, why do they want to do that, Alan? Well, most of these, most of the doomsday cults themselves um, don't start out that way, or they don't sell themselves that way. You know, they sell themselves oh, sure. as, a, as a peace and love. Like you look at Jim Jones and you look at um, Heaven's Gate, Branch Davidians, all of those ones were all about come on in and, you know, we love you, even though. Uh, a lot of other people don't. Right. Like and that's kind of, that's kind of the, you, you see, you're strong. You've got a, a stronger, um, I don't want to say mind, but you, you're more comfortable with the fact that, okay, you know, I don't know if there's a God. Maybe there is. I, I right. certainly don't want to face that because I'm going to lose when I die. I'm not seeing the people I want to see. And right. so, but you, but you're stronger with the realism. There's a lot of people that don't have that kind of strength. Well, and so they're, they're you know, and uh, the other thing is that he mentioned his family being the reason he wants to see the afterlife. And a lot of these cults specifically target people who are either estranged from their family or don't have a family mm. because then they okay. can replace those people's family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Manson is the perfect um, specimen for that sort of thing. And that's why I included him because a lot of pe- that's caused a lot of problems, people complaining to me. But the thing is, uh, Manson was the perfect one you know he had the charisma at the time he was able to pick up people that were away from their family they felt very isolated they felt unloved they felt possibly that they weren't pretty or whatever their thing was and it was it was hard on them he told and he was able to focus look eye to eye and tell them how beautiful they were and how much he loved them and 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 brought them in it's that sort of uh a lead-in that brings them into this because they feel very strong to the person that 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 runs it. Yeah, I mean that said, 
Isn't it kind of sad we as human beings, I, you know, and don't get me wrong, Alan, I'm very grateful that I was <coughs> born into my family. I loved my mother and my brothers and my sisters, and, you know, my father was a different situation, but, uh, you know, that's he really couldn't help himself. But so I am very grateful for the life I have. It's that what's and I don't care for me, uh, and you're right about that, Alan, I do not care. If I perish, I'm not going to know I'm dead anyway, so what's the difference? Unless there is a God, or the paranormal, or an afterlife, or I really don't want anything to do with a doomsday cult, but <laughs> that's a different situation, you know? Yeah. I, I hope there is, but I'm very grateful what I, for, with what I already have, you know? So is gratitude yeah. part of it, being more grateful for the life you do have? I think it's part of it. I... I, I, I... You know, psychologically, there's a few reports in the book, but I think that um, that's kind of what they say. It's kind of the um, acceptance of what you have and, and really liking or loving what you have and realizing it. You know, uh, it, it, some people don't. Some people accept a certain amount. They start with a certain right. amount and they want more. You know, and, and some people are, are focused on things that are not about um, death or what happens afterwards. You can see that with... You know, the current uh, situation with politics, you can see that there's people out there that are not looking about afterlife. They're looking about what they can get today in this life. And they're so focused on that that they, they're not thinking about anything else. Ellen, how could a person like Princess Grace of Monaco want to get involved with this? That makes no sense to me. Isolation. Isolation. You know, oh, in her time, sure. she was totally isolated. It's just like, you know, if you think about this, you take any of these stars, like them or not, you could take someone that's, you know, Lady Gaga now or someone like Madonna or somebody that mm -hmm. was big in their in their time. 24-7, you've got people circling, <laughs> you know, trying to get the picture of you, following you everywhere you go, talking about every time you do something wrong. That kind of pressure, if you don't have a good structure like you say you have your family you have you you have a structure around you so that if mm -hmm. something is going on you have people to kind of give you comfort so to speak or to talk to if you don't have that um what do you do and you can't trust anybody once you're already there if oh, you become God. an idol so where do you go you go to a religion it, it seems to be the the more reliable answer in your mind, I think, at the time, it seems like they're more trusting, especially back then, you know, 60s and 70s. That was a totally different time. No question. I mean, we're going through a tough situation right now with COVID and all the rest of it. And I, I just, uh, I do a, a morning talk show in town as well. And, you know, there's been, you know, we have to work harder because people aren't getting out of the house and you got to go out and get, uh, you know, some, some listeners and you got to get some advertisers and all the rest of it. And it's so funny because uh, I got a really nice call from, from uh, a corporate office. And so I said on the air, this is really unusual. Somebody from corporate called and was very, very yeah. kind. Usually when you hear from corporate, all they like to do is bitch, which yeah. is true. That's what all corporations do now. They call, we need more, sure. more, more, more. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah. Some people got very upset with me about that. It's like, well, it's true. All you do is complain. We need more. We need more, 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 more. You need to call people and go, you know what? Jim, you're doing a good job. Alan, you're doing a good job. Seriously, once in a while, it would be nice. It just doesn't happen that much anymore. No, no, I haven't seen it happen in radio. I can't tell you how many years. <laughs> Particularly it, 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 in radio, yes. <laughs> right, right. I mean, because anytime I've been, even now, uh, I'll never hear from anybody in the office unless there's an issue. 
Right. It, it, that's exactly it is about what money. It, it's always about money, which I hate to say, yes. but that's usually what, because yes. that's the ratings and it's about, you know, you know, the game and your advertisers and stuff like that. So it's a tough, it's a tough thing because they look at it as business. And when you're in radio, you're looking at it as a little bit of art. You have a little bit of a, you know, you have an outcome. Like I think that for me, I want to see, I want people to laugh when I'm talking. I have serious right. subjects too, but I, I kind of, we make fun and we kind of have some fun with it because I want people to go through it and, and have a smile or two anyway, because it's tough, but that's not always the, that's not what they care about. Corporate wants you to perform. Right. You know, And even if you do perform, that's not good enough either. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. Hey, look, I'm grateful. I have a wonderful job, and I, it's been great. Uh, I've been on the same radio station for starting my 37th year and all the rest of it. But it's changed a lot, and, and I can't blame it on the individuals themselves. It's the system that's broken. Yeah, yeah. System wasn't set up properly. No, um, right, yeah, absolutely it, right. You know, that's, it, it started at the beginning. It never was great. You know, it was terrible pay, and it was terrible treatment in general and uh, it, was, it was very political in a sense not so much you know government politics but very political within the radio system and yeah um who who likes you and who doesn't and who you meet and who you get along with there was a lot of stuff that it's like any other sort of business the only problem is you're doing it live so people can listen to you <laughs> yeah yeah that's absolutely right uh, honest to god I, I just i should mention by the way Alan R. Warren is the producer of one of the uh, and one of the hosts of the popular radio shows House of Mystery and Inside Writing, both heard on 106.5 FM in Los Angeles and Riverside, Palm Springs, Salt Lake City, Big Shot, Seattle, Tacoma. I didn't know you were such a big <laughs> shot radio guy, Alan. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having my moment, but it's going to go. It's going to go fast. You know how it is. They're going to step all over you. Is that it? Yeah, you get a moment, and then you know, I, I'm, I'm getting my hate mail now. I'm getting people calling me oh, yeah. daily, oh, yeah. and it's kind of okay. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm better with it. I'm glad in a sense that I'm older. I mean, I'll be sixty. Yeah, me this too. Year. I'm, I'm glad this because I can handle all this a lot better. It doesn't seem to upset me like things used to you know no um, question about that you know so it's it's a lot easier i can sit back and kind of go okay well kind of laugh for the most part once in a while it, it'll bother me someone will call me something you know like sure that. and it's usually something that's not even close to true and i and then i realize right. well could you imagine being someone like real popular like like really like a big star i could never like, do it it, it'd be it'd be hard because it, yeah. they say whatever they want and and nowadays right. with the internet there's so many people trying to be um the news person you know right <laughs> you know they, they come on tiktok breaking news you know uh, al warren was caught in a threesome or something you know they, they can just say whatever they can do <laughs> they can, yeah i know and, and it's like well geez you know if you I, I, let me know i i missed it but the thing is, that's that's kind of how they get their the followers, and it's kind of it's really sad because the more right. negative we get, you know, and the, and when we talk about like cults, like even the book, there's a really strong tie with every one of these cults with conspiracy. Oh, absolutely! Know? That was Huge. my next question. It's all about conspiracy, isn't it? It it all is because you know, uh, and you can really see it because every one of these people. Doesn't matter if it's David Koresh, doesn't matter who it is. Even after they die, 
the followers are still following what they were told. You know, it, it, Koresh, there's still Branch Davidians waiting for him God. to come back. They're, they're waiting. It's crazy. I, 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 I did. I can't believe this. I, I went on uh, coast to coast to talk about this book. Oh, great! Bad mistake. Not, not to not. Really? Oh, it's a terrible show. I mean, no. I mean, and I, and I mean that in the most loving way. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sells a lot of books, but you know, if people that. calling in were like, I love. You know, David Crush, he's the only one that taught us the real word, and I'm still oh, waiting God. for him to return. Oh. You're getting all these calls, and it's like, I want to say, you know, there's nothing I can do to help you. You need to go see a psychiatrist. You need to someone to help you. He's dead. He's not God. He's not coming back. He's not going to, you know, return to the earth and finish things off. And, right. you know, I mean, I like I loved Art Bell. It, it, he was fun. The whole system now, it's very political. You know, got Alex Jones. It is. And, Yep. And George Norrie, and, and it's all about, you know, Hillary's eating pizzas with babies on it and stuff. And, <laughs> and, and you know, it's gone too far. That's it. To me, no, it's you're like, right. Come on. You know, I don't want, you know, love to them. You know, it's freedom. No, you're absolutely you right about that. I'm all and, you for know, it. We have quite, we have conversations about that because, like I said, I, I, I have no interest in doing that. I get on and. And the people do, they call and go, what'd you say that for? I said, I've been saying that for 51 years on the radio now. It's been a long time, and it's what I've been talking about. Why has it changed so much? I also don't understand, Alan, and I want to get back, because that, that's this whole thing with admiring Jim Jones is because you weren't loved enough in your own head, or truthfully, you were not loved enough, and this guy pretends to really love you, or at least really like you, and boy, they go if they can find one person that really shows affection toward them at any level, they're going to cling to that person like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, and he was doing it. He was doing it even more than than the rest. He was having sex with both men and women. Oh, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, he had he had intimate relations with, with both sexes, and uh, it was completely about showing them that he they were they were selected by him. You know, the chosen one. Yeah, uh, is 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 wants to, you know, do it, <laughs> and and it's kind of it's kind of, you know, but it's it's sad in a way. But Jim Jones, right. you know, he was also like even the uh, Solar Temple and and some of the others. They actually start out and they're doing um, things to help really poor people. You know, uh, people that are in in bad situations. They're, they're broke. They're, they're, you know, there's, he was out there feeding people. He was doing so much good. And that's a really good front. You know, it's kind of oh, like yeah. following oh, yeah. the, uh, it's following the big Abrahamic religions. It's following Christianity or Catholics and anything like that. There's this, this front of, you know, we're, we're going to help feed the poor and we're going to do all these things. And there is a certain amount of that going on, but it, it doesn't really explain the person. So Jim Jones, I, could you imagine? It's one thing I put in the introduction was, could you imagine if someone like Charles Manson came up today, was walking around, he's a hippie wearing a robe and doing heroin and telling people that he's, man he's jesus son he's man's son like he's right. he's, he's god most people are going to roll their eyes yeah and, i hope you know, well yeah i guess i shouldn't say that i, I that my thought was probably back <laughs> in the 90s if that happened <laughs> because today yeah. i don't know there's probably you probably have a facebook group and you know 
have a Probably. television show. You know, he'd be, he'd be, he'd follow the Kardashians on one of those shows. <laughs> Just, you know, I don't the, know. The amazing thing about that to me, a guy like Charles Manson or Jim Jones or whatever, I always have to ask the question, what happened to you as a little kid for you to have to go this far to, to try to look like Jesus, to talk about I'm the son of God, I'm the son of man, I'm the son of Jesus, Jim Jones, I'm having sex with you because you're special and I'm having sex with you because you're... What happened to these people as children that, that made them go the route they took? Something happened, of, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, a lot of them had terrible, uh, you know, really yep. weird, weird upbringings, you know. Uh, Koresh was sleeping with the... Uh, um, what was she? She was the one that run the order before he came along, and and mm. she was she was like a grandma age to him, and he was trying to have a baby with her when he was like fourteen or something. Oh, um, they they had it, you know. Their young upbringing was not very good, and even Jim Jones, you know, he had a lot of bad things happen to him, and he would he would be. Um, even at a young teenage, he would be out in the woods, um, killing small animals, and then having having a sermon for them. He would be having their funeral. He'd be speaking at their death for these. Like he'd kill a he'd kill a cat or something and do this. Oh, this was this was like really, really odd behavior at a young age, and it's usually something to do with something that happened to them. I you know. And yeah, oh, yeah. both of them, you hear little stories. How much is true, we don't know. But um, there were there was you know sexual abuse in in both cases, both those cases. So yeah, yeah. Is that know. always part of it, or or in general, is it, it the greater percentage as sexual abuse happened? It sure seems like it. It seems like almost every case I've gone yep. through. Um, and and the thing is, it, people will say, well, yeah, but it happens all the time. There, it's not just these people, and it's not. It, it, just like when you look at Dahmer and, and some of the things, you look at some of these killers, too, that had something bad happen to them at a young age. And you kind of go, well, how come they do it? And I think that's the magic question. Why is it some people don't handle it? or get over it, so to speak. Like I, I had a bad father, sort of like, sounds like you, not, not sexual abuse, but he was a no, bad drink, right. dr bad drinker and really, mm -hmm. you know, John Wayne-ish and very, very mean. And the thing is, I got over it. I became, um, I guess, successful in a sense. I've, I've kind of gone on with my life and, and achieved something. I haven't gone out yep. and killed people or started a religion, good. but some people can't, they don't have the skills, they don't have the mental skills to deal with it. And I think that's where things go crazy. And I don't, I, you know, I'm not supposed to use that word, I guess, but things, things go uh, off center. So that needs to be figured out. Um, but then again, like with all these cases, it's not like you get to psychologically analyze these people because they're dead. It's pretty easy, though, because I was just thinking about it. In my life, um, you know, because I have a deep voice, I guess, and I have a, I'm a bigger guy, so I got a presence, and plus I got a big personality, I suppose, because I learned that from being in radio all these years. But I, I meet new people, and as I get to know them, they change a little bit. And invariably, if they, if they take a bit of a dislike 
to me or they're, they have a little fear of me, whatever. At some point, they will say to me almost every time, Alan, you know, Tom, you remind me of my dad. <laughs> to God. It's, it's really, really prevalent. People, people project that daddy was mean to me on, on other people just to kind of keep it alive in their head, I guess. I don't know why. Well, some people will try to resolve their situation with someone like you. I suppose that is true. So I gotta you know, break, if, but you... if they can get close to you, but it's hard being you know you're being a star, so it's hard to. Ooh, and a celebrity <laughs> such as yourself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. well, you know, and that's it. You know, you've got your entourage, <laughs> and and they can't get close. But and uh, no, it's 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 yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's I, called I, transference, I, I, and it's a very well recognized psychological phenomenon. It yeah. yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah, we. So, Alan, we can take a couple minute break. You can stay with us. Oh yeah, yeah. Wonderful. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with Alan R. Warren, ladies and gentlemen. You can go on Amazon to get the book Doomsday Cults: The Devil's Hostages. We'll be right back more with Alan right after this. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Tom here to tell you that MyPillow is the best and getting better. MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell has an amazing offer on MyPillow towels, 100% USA cotton, originally $109.99, and now a flash sale for $39.99. For a limited time and 60-day money-back guarantee, head to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials. Promo code KQRS. Get this great offer and check out the deep discounts on other products. MyPillow.com, enter promo code KQRS. MyPillow.com, promo code KQRS. QRS. We are back. I want to read this paragraph because it's a great paragraph. Uh, we're talking to Alan R. Warren about his book. We could also ask ourselves, what then is the difference between a cult and a religion? We once had a small group of people who unquestionably followed a, a person who believed that he was the son of God. 2,000 years later, that following is one of the most recognized religions in the world. This book in no way uh, criticizes believing in God. Rather, it examines how a social movement grows into a full religion and when it does not, and what makes the conventional faith such as Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and Hinduism stand above groups such as the Branch Davidians or the Children of God. That's a great paragraph right there, Alan. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> well, it explains everything. I mean, that paragraph explains everything. Yeah. To me, anyway. Yeah, I, I think it does. I, um, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I get a lot of criticism. You do? Why? Oh, oh well, because um, people think that I've had a, um, 
uh, an awful experience with religion at a young age or something, and I was I was forced into this type of behavior, and it's like no, I just I just I question the humans around it. I don't necessarily question why people want to believe in God. I mean, I think that you know it's we're aware of our existence and we're aware that we're going to die, and so that leads us to some sort of thought whether we turn into a ghost or whether we're you know it's just it's just it's just questioning things that's all i just like to talk right um you know people don't always like that because they don't always like what i say you know and uh i i tell them to listen to to your show good because they really won't like what i say well (laughs) guarantee you that (laughs) well that's the whole idea you know. <laughs> just slough them off on me. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate well, it. Yeah, I got a worse me, guy for you. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> yeah, even worse than I am. They're already writing me bad messages now a couple times a week. And I really don't understand that. Because I, no, I, I don't I either. get the point that you go, okay, you don't like me. Thank you. Move but on. Alan, There's a thousand shows. Turn the channel. Turn it to Dom, Tom's channel. Well, what you can do, Alan, is understand that they're they're mad at you because you're successful. Stop being successful, Alan. What the hell are you doing? Well, we all have our issues. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it's kind of like do. how, like, if an actor expresses an opinion on, you know, like biochemistry or something, people are going to be like, "Oh, we got to listen to what they say," even though they their entire life experience is pretending to be someone else in front of a camera. But I've heard of them, so obviously they know what they're talking about when it comes to this master's thesis level topic because people seem to think that if they've heard of someone then that person is an expert on all topics for some reason mm-hmm. and i think it does it goes back to that when you're a kid you think your parents know everything and when well, people we well that's true <laughs> yeah. but most pe- most kids parents don't know everything oh just <laughs> yeah, yours yeah. but um yeah. Yeah. i think when people do transfer that parental thing onto celebrities they also transfer the thought that oh they must know everything because they're my parents kind oh of. sure it's kind of, it's it's like people never grow out of that phase where, you know, like, oh, daddy can do everything. Mommy knows everything. But they do it with celebrities yeah. rather Transfer than their own. Transfer it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, there is that. But there's also something else. They, they gain a trust. They, gain, they, they actually think they like that person. And that Tom can true. probably talk yep. about this. Because there's people that will, um, they, they act like they know you. Yep. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't know them. And, and you know, and it, I think it's that, too. Because that's, look at, look at, um. I don't know if I if I'll get you in trouble, but you look at look at Oprah Winfrey. Uh, mm-hmm. She's much loved around the the country, and that's great. I I actually, she's fine. I, I there's nothing I dislike, but you've got someone like that with a lot of influence. So if she likes something and says, "I really like this," mm-hmm. you're going to have a huge amount of people that run out and buy it. Because yep. of it, Absolutely. because they like her, they feel close to her, they feel like they know her, and um, and so I think that happens with any celebrity. It's just different levels, and it's the same with the cults. It's the same with conspiracy and stuff like that. Alex Jones has huge following. Why? Because they, there's people that like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They called, believe he's 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 their friend. Well, with celebrities, it's a parasocial relationship. It's called where it, they're. There's a friendship 
but it's actually not real, but people perceive it as real. And it's happening these days on platforms like uh, Twitch, which is a game streaming platform. <laughs> these people will stream themselves playing games for six, eight hours a day, but the point isn't really the games. It's the fact that you can chat with them and they'll talk back to you. And it creates this parasocial relationship where people are willing to pay $500, $1,000 on a message that pops up on the stream and forces them to respond to it. So it's like, oh, you, he said my name. That was really worth the $500. Wow. Yeah. That's well, sad. It's like cameo. Yeah, very, yeah. very, yeah. Yeah, very weird. I don't really get it. I mean, I guess I get it if you're a kid, but... If you're a kid, you probably don't have $500 to drop on someone saying your name on the internet. So, <laughs> Oh, sure they do. They're, they're, they're hacking uh, HBO and giving people codes, and then they make money. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or they just steal mommy's credit card, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, or they're that printing happens. them, right? I, <laughs> listen, I think, I think of the internet as, um, okay, so perhaps Tom and I's age, uh, probably what our parents thought of, what television was to us sure yep it creates a whole world that doesn't really exist people don't really look that way they're not really that happy you know running in the commercial with their trident gum and they they're, they're everyone's beautiful on tv but wasn't our <laughs> right day. and and yeah. now the internet's kind of taken that place with a lot of the younger generation it, it just it, it's kind of they're they're not watching the tv like like we did and they're watching everything on their phone. And I think that, you know, it's kind of a problem. Um, why, why do you trust? You know, it's like anything. Why do we trust someone that's... When I break my leg, I go to the doctor. I don't go to Joe Rogan, let's say. <laughs> that's a good idea. Right. And, and, there's, and I'm not even... It's not even a slam to Rogan. Because look at he's getting himself into a lot of trouble lately. You know, he's walking on broken glass because he's trying to figure out he's not he's not a medically trained guy he hasn't spent right. years doing this stuff so you're going to get yourself into the weeds trying to tell people what they should and shouldn't do just don't <laughs> you know i think certain right. things make sense but uh i i don't i don't know i just can't get into that stuff um you know scary the amazing thing now, Ellen, is that as far as, as, as COVID's concerned, the vaccination and all the rest of it, if you don't want to get vaccinated, I believe that's your business. If you do, that's your business. I was asked to by, by corporate people, and I, I don't really have any fear of that kind of thing or, or any distrust. of. I just went, whatever. So I, I was vaccinated and I got boosted. And uh, right after I did that, I got blasted on social media. Yeah, Bernard typically won't get the vaccination. He's one of those people. And even people that had to write, I don't care for him, but you're wrong. He did get vaccinated and he got boosted. Even people who didn't like me supported me, which I thought was kind of nice. Well, there you go. A whole new audience. I guess. <laughs> well, although if they don't like me, they're probably not going to tune in. But I... I yeah, I, the whole thing. I have a question. Is it does it break down? And it's so simple. The things that I always use, and, and you mention it uh, in, in the upcoming paragraph of what I'm reading here. Um, you know, I, I do think you know a god, a, 
a shortened version of the word good and de evil, the devil, all the rest of it. But this thing with vampires and bloodsuckers and all that, the life's blood thing is that's everything to people, isn't it? It's the blood of life, it's life's blood. And I got it. So much attention is paid to blood sucking or you know, draining blood from people or whatever. What? It's, is it that really that simplistic? Are they that stupid? <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that. Remember, all hate mail goes to this show, not me. Yes, um, it goes to this well, show. Exactly. I think I think it is, in a sense. Uh, people, yeah. um, they want it explained to them easy. You know, if you... It's like anything, you know. People complain, you know. Even even if you look at the uh, in, in the Bible and and stuff, how many people really go in depth in the Bible? There are some that do, but a lot of the followers don't. You know, they're at a, you know, they make it easy. They put it in a nice song or they put it in a nice statement, and uh, people hold on to that. They don't necessarily go deep into that. They don't really look at all angles, and I think that's simple sells. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. America's the marketing capital of the world. And that's um, how many times have you seen a commercial and, and think, wow, that's stupid. But yet it sells. <laughs> it's right. Very, it's just it like sounds, every day. Yeah, you you go, mean? Oh, my God, that's really stupid. Nobody's going to buy it because of this. But they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they it, do. There is something to it. There's something to that real basic selling feature that um, and, and, and I don't know. I, I hear it all the time. And you just kind of go, well, you know, um, let people do as they do. I, it's it's kind of sad. And the saddest thing about when we get into cults is not so much the adults. Well, I guess, you know, a little bit, but I don't feel as bad for them. It's just when they bring kids into the situation, mm-hmm. you know, a little like they have a three-year-old right. and a four-year-old. And then they join, join uh, who knows, you know, Heaven's Gate or who knows whatever they're going to join. Those kids don't really have a choice. No, they don't. You're absolutely right. They're they're young children. They get dragged into it and all the rest of it. Um, <clears throat> now that I know you really well, Alan, I'll throw this in because we only have about 10 more minutes left. But I had mentioned that my father was not around and he had all kinds of problems, all the rest of it. Uh, when I was, I believe, seven years old, my father went to pick my mother up from her waitress job at the local diner. And... Um, they got uh, back very, very quickly, and I was kind of like, well, that's that, that didn't take very long. Uh, my father was mentally ill. He was paranoid schizophrenic to the point where he would hear and see things. And I do remember my mother coming in the house, and she was just, it looked like somebody had punched her in the stomach, which he did not, but she just looked like that. Uh, apparently, on the way back, they had to back up the entire three miles. They didn't drive forward at all. They backed up three miles because my father insisted that the devil was standing in the road in front of their car, so he couldn't go that route. What brings that about, Alan? I mean, for my father to 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 think, look, i got to believe that if there was a devil, he'd have bigger, more important things to do than chase down my father's Ford Falcon. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, it, it, you got to realize it's, it's uh, self-importance. You know, it is, uh, yes. the yep. whole God factor is that way, period, whether God or devil, I'm important enough to be an issue to them. I'm right. important enough that they're yep. thinking about me. You know, the worst thing in the world, whether it's like I, I, the devil made me do it type thing or that, you know, I'm I'm avoiding the devil. I see the devil and this is what right. he wants or doesn't want. It's the same thing. It's um, 
someone that uh, is in a car crash and it's like, well, you know, God must have been behind the wheel. That's why I'm alive. And it's like, well, if God was behind the wheel, you why were you in an accident? You know, it's, <laughs> That's a good it's, a, it's the same kind of thought. And, I, you know, it I, is, I just yeah. kind of it's it's an eye roller, but it's it's back to that making you important making we want to feel important like do you really want to live your whole life and everything you do is just gone when you're dead and it doesn't right. mean anything and i think that's the fact and, and that's the problem um because at the end of the day all everything i've done my whole life i've lived really <coughs> means nothing because i'm going to be dead and there's nothing afterwards um and uh, that's a hard thought and um, it is yeah. And and it's very very well true. I mean, the UFOs is, is kind of the latest in the in in this oh, conspiracy. Yes. You know, of the yep. government's hiding it, and it, you know, and it's they're going to disclose now for ten years. They're disclosing, but nothing ever happens. You know, and it's um, but it's a it's an importance. It makes us important as humans. Yeah, that's true. They're coming to see us. We're not going to see them. They're coming to see us. That's true. Exactly. It's all about us. Yep. Right. It's it's well. It's all about me. (laughs) Well, yes. But the truth is, none of that. You know, it's just all fluff. Um, You know. I think it's a fantastic conversation, Alan. You need to come back more often. We got to talk much more often. I'm always around. uh, I'm I'm lonely. I'm. I'm around and I'm... Well, we'll take care of that, Alan R. Warren. Uh, The book is available everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty amazing. Uh, Doomsday Cults, The Devil's Hostages. So today, at least for an hour, we were not the devil's hostages. So that was good, Alan. You you relieved me from being the devil's... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly, Alan Warren. Thank you for your time, sir. We'll 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 talk soon. I'd love to talk to you more about this. Anytime. Like I said, oh, I'm around. Have a good day, sir. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Bye, Alan R. Warren. I really liked him a lot. Very very nice man. Very even keel. So what do you, Alex? You didn't pipe up on that. What do you? What do you? Devil got your tongue. She's oh, watching TikTok. My God, I don't have a TikTok actually. Oh. <laughs> I don't have a TikTok. It's hard in Minnesota when you guys are in Florida and it's a phone conversation because it's like there's there's not the physical cues with a phone conversation. It's very difficult to jump in. Yeah, you guys, we'll pause. You mean do you need us to pause a little longer than we do? No, it's it's fine. And it's I just mean, not I really possible. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. You have well, a conversation between say. two people, and there's already a little <laughs> bit of a delay because it's you know through the internet or through the phone. Unless you it's, know, add a third person, and then there's yeah. even more just social delay. It's yeah. It's just unless not it's physically like feasible. Yeah, yeah, unless it's like Tim or Kristen or something. We know their like, speech know patterns. Their, yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of people yeah. they'll That's talk true. and then they'll pause for like three solid seconds and then keep going. Yeah. It's like what yeah. the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Because <laughs> they're thinking, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes people need to think. Yeah. Well, Tim Lammers, he never stops talking, even when you're talking. That is true. That's why you just have to start talking. Yeah. Yeah. Timmy's a, start talking Timmy's louder. Oh, yeah. I don't know who the hell Alan was talking to, but it's like, and you're a big star. And I'm like, like I'm on the radio. It must for be Cassie. Sake. Cassie, you know, covers <laughs> for you. Cassie lying for me by telling yeah. things She's, like that. She sent me a text, which I just got okay. about. About him, about Alan, Alan, Ar- Alan Warren. To, 
Hell Something about the weepy voice killer <laughs> that we should have brought that up. Oh, well, we'll get him on about that again. Cassie, seriously, I'd love to have him on again. He was terrific, I thought. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you like him well, as much as I did? Well, he's a radio host, so he knows the... the yeah. Deal. Yeah, he does. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's on in Seattle and I think in Los Angeles, Seattle and uh, Palm Springs and all up and down the West Ooh, Coast. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. <laughs> oh, we like Palm I've Springs. We should go. No. We've been your mom it. and I, that I think was one of the first places your mom and I ever traveled to together was Palm Springs. Yeah. Really? Uh, my biggest recollection of Palm Springs was we brought along my niece for babysitting when Andy was a baby. Well, and she like took you. so long in the bathroom hmm. to get ready to leave that we missed our flight, <laughs> and we were stuck in LAX for like seven hours I remember with that. a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. She just left him with her. Be like, okay, we brought you for babysitting. You hang yeah, out. Yeah, no, you find your way home with the child. <laughs> no, not no. like... Oh. Oh, not like we'll see you at the gate. You take care of him. While I we couldn't believe it. Go. I was pounding on the door. She was blow drying her hair. I'm like, no, you have to go now. I've never understood how it takes <sighs> some females so long to get Well, teenage ready. girls, I mean, you can't expect them to be punctual. I mean, even when I was a teenage well, girl, like I've never like, what are you doing in there? Well, there's a shower and then there's a shower. Like, I mean, when I have to shave my legs and exfoliate and and wash my hair and condition it and all that crap, and then I have to blow dry my hair, it can take me a good hour and 15 minutes. If I'm just taking a shower and running out the door, no. I don't know. I guess I I would never be like, oh, okay, I have to get to the airport at 7 a.m. I think I'll take a three-hour shower. Mm -hmm. A luxury shower. Yeah, it just was, oh, my God. I was seriously, I was pounding on the door, and she just wouldn't even respond. What? Mm. Maybe she if was she having hadn't been that, my niece, I would have left her. Maybe she was having some sort of psychological problem. <laughs> I don't know. Well, not anybody in your mom's family. I couldn't Definitely believe not. it. I'm like, to think about, well, there's only, you? you only have, like, what, two nieces, so... She's, she's well, way more than throw her under nieces. the bus. I have loads of nieces. She's loads and loads nieces. of nieces. And this was a very well, long time, time ago. Though. I'm sure she's grown oh, out of her uh, yeah. weird... <laughs> Only yeah. 33 years ago. I mean, I know yeah. her. I have a feeling I could guess which one it yes. is. I know her now, and she's not like a... No, she's not like Oh, if that. it's who I'm thinking of, then yeah, no, that doesn't... Yeah. But you teenagers... I mean, yeah. You're a lot different when you're a teenager versus uh, when you're much older. Yeah. I don't know. Some people just yeah. can take a really long time to go like my brother-in-law was staying with us a couple years ago because dan's grandma passed away and he they live out of town and only he came for the funeral because they have three kids and he was like i'll just go and so he was staying with us and i was downstairs having breakfast just chatting and the funeral was in like an hour and a half and he was like don't you need to like go get ready and i was like oh i only need a little bit and then I went upstairs and came back downstairs like 15 minutes later, like dressed, hair and makeup done. And he was like, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. Because his <laughs> wife takes a lot longer to get ready, oh, yeah, I guess. yeah, one of those. Yeah, because yeah. he was just like, I can't even believe that you could get ready that fast. I'm like, I don't know. I've always been that way, though. I just like when I lived in college and I had roommates, it was like, what is happening in there? 
And they'd come out of the bathroom looking, you know, not the same. Yeah, not any more glamorous than I did. I think I, it's so just cathartic for a lot of people. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're like a lot Maybe. of men and just sit on the toilet for 40 minutes before they actually do anything. <laughs> Would men do that? <laughs> most, I hate sitting on the most toilet. Men. Yeah, I don't get think in anyone get likes out, sitting on the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, some I... people love to sit on the toilet and read. I, I can <laughs> some guarantee you. Some people, people so love much fun right now. Some people. No doubt about it. You know, I'm I'm a little mad at the Star Tribune right now. Oh, I can't find what a surprise. I can't find Louis Anderson's story on the front page. Yeah, of, we haven't uh, mentioned that on the show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. StarTribune.com. It was on there under uh, celebrities, but now it's uh, French actor Gaspard Ulliel. And Bronx raised Cardi B. There's no mention of 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 uh, what the hell is his name again? Louis Anderson. Is that it? That's it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I don't Have know. we heard it's anything just, more? Yeah, for those who don't know yeah, what we're talking yeah. about, because we haven't even brought this up. Okay. Well, Louis the first thing that came up was with oh, sorry. cancer. He has lymphoma. Louis Anderson battling cancer, resting comfortably after being hospitalized, a representative says on Fox News. Uh, He's diagnosed with a type of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right, which is not good, right? That's that's the tough one, isn't it? Uh, Not necessarily. Well, I had a million kinds of lymphoma. Some of them are worse than others, obviously. He has diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. And what does that mean? That's the most common kind of non-Hodgkin lymphoma. Uh, If it's stage one, then he could be fine. If it's not stage one, then much less likely to be fine. So even if he's stage two, he's got problems? I would say so, probably. Because I don't know. Uh, and the fact, you know, that, and again, I'm not ripping the man, it's just I'm concerned for him, but he's a bigger guy, and that can't be good, I wouldn't imagine. For yeah, that's a big part of it, unfortunately. It is, yeah. Unfortunately, it's true. Yeah, I, just, I hope he's okay. Yeah, it would be wonderful. It would be wonderful if he uh, if he slogged through this somehow. Yeah, because I'm looking for it in the national. It's not a big story. I thought it would be a lot bigger story than it is. Well, we don't have a so lot of information, weird. I don't think. Uh, that's, uh, that's true. You're right. Miss, we'll take a break here and come back with segment two coming up in about five minutes. That work for you guys? Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. No, no. Oh, God, here <laughs> we go.